Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why Our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my News Corp and racing journalist colleague Matt Jones, who you'll know from news.com.au, and pro punter, the man himself, Brad Miller. Brad Horse Miller. Gentlemen, how are you? Yeah, good, Tim. Good, Tim. Today on the show, look, it's an understatement to say we've got some big racing tomorrow. It's huge, of course, the Caulfield Cup and the Everest. So we'll look at Melbourne and Sydney. We'll have our best bet of the day. We'll squeeze some quaddies in as well. All right, boys, we've got $100 to bet on, well, three races as a collective. Then I'll ask you individually about one each in, respectively, Sydney and Melbourne. But let's start with... Randwick race seven, the richest race on turf, the Everest, Brad. Yeah, fifteen million up for grabs. Um, mm. Terrific race again. We've we've got Nature Strip, obviously, who's the best sprinter in the world. So we probably don't need to go on about him too much. The negative angle you can find for him is the trip to the UK means he's here for the big one second up this time, um, and his second up rating has dipped at his previous four tries. So. If you take a glass half full approach on him, the latest three of those were at 1,000 to 1,100 and four preps ago at 1,200, he was off a much longer spell and he's off a shorter than usual sort of break this time in. Um, And I guess most importantly, he's had a month between runs between the first up and the second up run this time. So Chris Waller, you know, he's the grand final king. I would expect he's got him cherry ripe. Um... And it's noteworthy, his his third and fourth up record's incredible. So you'd think a a race like the Champions Day um, sprint would be a nice little kill for him again third up. So he's clearly the one to beat. Um, Last year in the race, it was Nature Strip won at Mars Crusader, Eduardo, lost and running, filled the top four. Um, And just looking through the field again this year, I think it's only Mars who's the one that's sort of come from the clouds a bit uh, and, and the fresh blood. Um, Mars Crusader has a racing pattern that sort of makes it difficult for him to wings. He gets back and runs on. Um, but he was outstanding in this race last year. Nearly ran down uh, Nature Strip and he was excellent again in the lead up race. He just loves this track and distance. Um, and I hope at the least, he probably doesn't want it too wet. Um, and if he gets gets the luck and Nature Strip sort of doesn't elevate like he normally does, he's a sneaky chance. As I said, Mazu lost and running. They can both go to new PBs here third up. I think they'll run really well. And Eduardo gets Nash back on, which I think is a big tick for that horse. The three-year-olds, uh, Jackano's just been sold to, to Widden Stud for $15 million. Um, so that's a great get for them. Um, I think he would have won the Caulfield Guineas by like a conservative two to three lengths if he went that way. I am a little bit worried about him on heavy ground. I think they've probably made the wrong call here. Um, And Giga Kick, look, this is just a bad decision in my humble opinion. Um, I just think they should have aimed him up at the Coolmore 
and hopefully this you know doesn't bust him up. But I'd love to see both of those in the Coolmore uh, in a couple of weeks' time, two or three weeks' time. Uh, so the way I'm going to play it, rather than just having a hundred on Nature Strip, I'm going to stand him out in a trifecta uh, to win from two, three, four, and five. Who are you know, Mars Crusader, um, Eduardo, Lost and Running, and Marzu uh, for twenty four dollars. So that's two hundred percent. And then I'm also going to stand him out in the first four. So Nature Strip to win. And two, three, four, five for twenty-four dollars, and that's fifty percent of the first four. And then, just in case he does dip second up and has an off day, I'm going to box those five. So the first four home last year, and Mazu one, two, three, four, five, with the other fifty-two dollars, and that's about forty-three percent, just a little bit over. So that's the way I'm going to play it. Well, right, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go Jack and O. I'm going to look for a little bit of interest. And uh, he's a three-year-old. He's won two in a row. Uh, if they scrub the ears off in front, he's got a good gait. So, look, you just I know I go for short price favourites often, but I just think Nature Strip's just too short. It looks like it's going to get into a soft seven from what I'm looking at. Uh, there's not a lot of rain today. I don't even think they'll get that five or six mils. So uh, they're fairly confident it could get into a soft seven. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I'm working on a heavy eight. But um, certainly not a bottomless track. Um, yeah, Nature Strip for me, I mean, obviously he's the best horse. If he gets even luck and runs his best, he'll win. The price says that. But $2 is too short for me. Um, he is vulnerable, as we all know, second up. But this is a different type of prep. Chris Waller is the best trainer in the country. So um, he rarely gets it wrong on grand final day. So you got to expect Nature Strip to peak. Um, Barrier 12 is perfect for him. He didn't want an inside gate. He'll just amble across like he did last year. I think most of his feature race wins have been from wide gate to that 1,200 at Randwick. So he's in a perfect position to go back-to-back. But the price, I'm just not taking him at the price. I just think there's a sense of timing about lost and running. Um, Hoping as well that the track doesn't get too wet for him. Um, he, He was great in the Everest last year. He ran fourth when it came too early for him. Um, he, then he goes on and wins the Hunter. And then he beat a horse in the Hunter called Top Ranked, who has won an Epsom and is a very, very good horse. Um, his two runs this time in haven't been easy runs because he's been flushed out wide and had to make long runs. And, and um, he still run run very well in those, in those races and was taking ground off Nature Strip late uh, first up. And then he wins the Premier last start. Um, he's going to get, I think, a more economical run now from Barrier 7. He should be one off the fence, three pairs back with cover, stalking him. I just think he's a sense of timing about him. I just want to take him at the price, $7 over Nature Strip, $2. Private Eye, I think, might have a bit of X factor about him. Um, $13, he's been up the straight at Flemington, was very, very good last start, and he had a lot to give, I think, as well. And... Old Eduardo. Now, the ride with Nash is going to be key here. I remember as soon as Nash got off Eduardo after the Everest last year, he, was a, he wasn't dirty on himself, but he felt he didn't attack Nature Strip or put enough pressure on Nature Strip between the 500 and the 400, but also keeping in mind he needed a horse for the last 50. So his tactics and his judgment is going to be key there, but Eduardo is a great horse. Marzu, I would have had in my top four, but Barry 11 is terrible for him. And I think that's about it. So I just think the $7 on Bluebet, I want to have... $100 to win on Lost and Running. I think it's his time to shine. 
Yeah, I think John O'Shea's uh, he's, he's pretty confident. He's been jumping around, big smile on his face. So uh, the Everest, the richest race on turf. Well, there's another massive race tomorrow, of course, the Caulfield Cup over 2,400 metres. And uh, look, I'm going to go with this horse. I've stuck with it for a little while now. Allegron, James Cummings, it's around $11 on Blue Bet. Um, won at sort of decent odds last time. I'm going to go for Allegron um, and I'm going to have 50 each way there for Blue Bet. Brad? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bullish on one here. You're probably going to know who it is. It's the 17 Smoking Romans. I think if we were on like a soft six track or better, I think he was unbeatable. Um, anything down to like a heavy eight, I'm still really confident. And I'd, and I'd mark him clear favourite, you know, at about $3.50. Uh, but if we're on a heavy nine or 10, I'm thinking the track will improve but um, if, it, if it is around that heavy 10 range, I just don't know how he's going to handle it. So I'm with him. They developed him into a stayer last prep. Uh, he absolutely airborne this time in. Um, the talk, you know, from the experts is slow races, sprint home, stinks. Um, but I think if they went a bit faster last time in the Turnbull, he would have won by further. And he now meets them all better at the weights. Um, he's been better than anything through the line his last three runs that's why I think if they go a bit quicker it's not going to worry him and he's been set for a Melbourne Cup as well so stalking a good tempo over 2400 at Caulfield you know with just 51 and a half kilos down in weight um, and Jamie Carr on his back is a great setup um, she knows him well she's had three rides on him for two wins so he just needs to handle the ground and I think he'll win this with a leg in the air I'm pretty keen on him um, I think one of the main dangers is the three nights order. Last prep, he won the Sydney Cup to make it three wins from five tries when fourth up, and he's fourth up here. He loves wet ground, uh, and importantly, he gets Tim Clark back on, who knows he needs to go at a good tempo out in front. Um, so he'll really give them something to run down. He's a key danger. Uh, he does meet Smoke and Romans two kilos worse for a 1.7 length margin, but um, if that other horse doesn't handle the ground, and Knight's order relishes it, you know, that sort of means nothing. The two Jewess, she should be ready now. I had her profiling last time we discussed her in the Turnbull to peak here. So if she's going any good, um, which I'm still not convinced she is, then this is the time for her to put her hand up. Forget her heavy track form. It's misleading. You know, she's none from four, but um, she should have won on a heavy 10 at Randwick last prep with clear air sooner before that Australian Cup win. Um and it doesn't get any wetter than like a Ramwick heavy 10. So it's D-Day for her. She's a star mare, but she needs to put her hand up. The 10 Benno profiles really well on face value. Fifth up on the seven-day backup on a heavy track um, over 2,400, just like he was in the derby when second to Hotatsu in the autumn. I just have some serious butts with this horse. Uh, he went past Hotatsu that day. And then I just thought he gave it up the last 100 metres. Hototsu just went straight past him. Uh, then this prep, I thought he should have gone past Allegron. Uh, I thought he had a decent run there, had his chance, and looked like he was going to loom up and go straight past, and he didn't. And then he was flattered, finishing within two and a half lengths of Animo in a slow run race last time. So he's just one win from 12 starts, and he's drawn gate 20. So he's going to be back near last... Uh, I think that's just going to make it really tough for him. I know the blinkers went on last start, and I think that's definitely going to help him. That can help him focus up and, you know, really charge home at the finish. 
Um, but I'm just going to leave him. I don't think he's a winning chance for me. The six non-conformist looks like he's been set for one race this prep. Uh, everything's just been set around this. Uh, he's up three kilos from his from his second in the race last year. Uh, but he hasn't seen a heavy track. I'm just not sure how he'll handle the ground. But I think he is a winning chance. The one you mentioned, Allegron, he was scratched from the Turnbull, had an elevated temperature and now he's a month between runs, just third up on a potential heavy track, you know, over 2,400 in what could be a fast run race. So I'm thinking he might just be one run short. And Gold Trip, you know, was the best weighted horse of the spring in the Turnbull. And I thought he was just, I thought he was weak there to be plain. Um, if you're going to be using, you know, his three wide, no cover in a slow run race as an excuse... Uh, I think you probably need to start again. I think maybe it was the good track that was the excuse. That's the only possible reason you could give him. But he's also one win from 13 and he's got life for me. So I'm leaving him right alone. So I'm just going to have my $100 a win on number 17, Smoking Romans. What are you going to do with your $100, Matt? Oh, Brad and I are just thinking completely different here. I think the favourite won't run top four, but I'm I'm probably going to be wrong there. Um I'm just going to stick with Benno, give him one more chance. Go with Benno. He's flying. He is flying without winning this time. You know, get that. Um, he needs a good ride, but there's going to be enough speed in this race too, I think. And, you know, Caulfield Cups, you know, the, there's bad luck stories, of course, and we'll get horses flashing home as we always do for Melbourne Cup trials and things like that. But I still think at the end of the day, from the 800, once they really build into it, I think... As long as there's not too bad a luck, I think the best, strongest horses end up, you know, being in the in the finish in this type of race. And I think he can run the trip out, New Moranian. Uh, I think the wet track suits for Annabelle. Um, he'll sit on the speed, and it's hard to see him not being in it for a long way. Um, Durston's a horse on the rise. I thought his run was pretty good in the Metropolitan. Um, this is not a great addition in terms of strength of the Caulfield Cup, and you wouldn't have thought that a Wyong Cup winner could just come out and win a Caulfield Cup. But he won the Wyong Cup, Newcastle Cup double with ease. And then he's run pretty good in the Metrop, I think. Gets a real lightweight, um, gets a great run in transit. And Gold Trip, um, big weight, but I think he's, on his day, is the best horse in the race. And I have to have him in for fourth. But I'm just going to have my 100 on Ben Ode. And as long as, if he gets even luck, and... I know it's got a wide gate, but if he gets even luck and there's no excuses and he doesn't go close, that might be it for me. But I'm going to give him one last shot. I think I know he got beat by Hitotsu in the derby, but Hitotsu is a very good horse. So I, I, you know, he would have been almost a Cox Plate favourite, I believe, if he wasn't injured. So I'll give him one more go um, and hope he can get the job done for a master trainer who's got him peaking on the day. Hundred dollars on Benno to win. On the nose. Okay. Now, there's some great races tomorrow. Uh, race 10 in Melbourne, the Moonga. I'm going to go with Catalyst uh, out of nine. Maroney Zara um, wins a lot of races, and I think um, Catalyst will win here. My um, $100 straight on the nose there. Brad? Yeah, it comes through a hot race. Catalyst and Bandersnatch both come through the Testarossa behind uh, I Wish I Win. Out of that, we've seen Gravina win a listed race and Bel Placier run second at Group 3 level on 1,000 Guineas Day on Wednesday. Um, we've actually backed Bandersnatch at $11 all in. Uh, I just wish he drew a gate. He jumped really well in the Testarossa first up, then Jai elected to drag back after about 200 metres uh, when it looked like he was sort of going to get trapped out wide. 
There's some speed drawn out wide this time, so I'm hoping he actually comes across with them and sort of settles forward half. You just can't be dragging back from the 1400 start at Caulfield and expect to be winning. But he returned with a career peak rating first up, and he's improved his rating second up at each of his last four preps. Um, that's a really positive sign for me. So um, I'm going to have $55 a win on Bandersnatch. He's into about $7 now. And the other one uh, you've just mentioned, Tim, the 13 Catalyst, he was back in that same race and went over heels to back towards the inside, and that was the inferior ground on the day. He put in a really strong dash um, to the 200 meter mark and just peaked on his run. I thought, I like him staying at 1400, gets the blinkers on third up. Uh, he's five from eight on soft tracks. And although he hasn't seen a heavy track, he did win by five and a half lengths in New Zealand on the worst, like the softest track that he's seen to date. Um, looks like he's getting back to somewhere near that elite sort of three-year-old level that he showed us, uh, you know, the alligator blood form and then had some time off with injury. So he's drawn a middle gate, and he can settle just off the speed without too many troubles. So he's a really key danger, um, and I'm going to have $45 a win on him as well, number 13 Catalyst. What are you, Matty? Yeah, I love um, Bandersnatch here. Um, was strong behind I Wish I Win, fresh, goes well on wet ground. Um, I just think on his days, Possibly the best horse in the race. Although Catalyst and Aegon, very good too. Just Aegon is a real... You've got to watch the market with that horse. Um, been off the scene a long, long time, but has some class about it. No doubt about it. Um, but I just think Band the Snatch, you're right, Brad, didn't draw the gate, but John McNeil's a very good jockey. Um, he goes really good second up too. And I think he gets... This is He's well-placed here by the Hawksmen, no doubt about it. Um, Lady of Honour, I think, leads them. Oliver's on. Um, is in it for a long, long way. Old Flame's the emerging type. The wet track might be the query, even though um, he's the $4.40 favourite. But I just think Bandersnatch, $6. I, I think he should almost be favourite for this. Uh, I know the gate is an issue, but $6. Um, I'm going to have my $100 win on Bandersnatch based on what I saw first up and his second up record. He should... If he improves even a length on that first up run, he'll win this race. All right, we're feeling a little bit generous today. So you've both got $100 each in two separate races. Matty, what about the Kosciuszko tomorrow? Yeah, um, one of the more competitive Kosciuszkos. We're still sweating on um, the fitness of It's Me, the favourite. Um, passed a fitness test on Thursday, has to pass another one on Friday. Should be in the field, $4.60 favourite. I believe this horse... Um, if it didn't have so many tendon problems and uh, and things like that, it almost possibly could have been a Group One winner by now. He's she's very very good on her day, and um, she was a freak early days, wasn't she? She was a freak, uh, and yeah. I talked to Brett Kavanagh during the week, and he still believes tendon injuries most of the time they, they heal, but horses never quite come back as good. He he believes she has. She's recovered from two now, um, and her run in the Sharaka. She was just, she wasn't jogging, but she was almost going three-quarter pace at the end behind Shades of Rose, who's in a in an Everest. So she's got the talent. But I've done the form thinking she might not be in the race, and she's got a stone bruise. So I'm, I'm, if, if she turns up fit and, and gets even luck, she'll win the race with J-Mac on from Barrier 5. But I'll just steer clear of it at the price. I want to have something on 
at odds. Spiranak, $21. It'll be a great training performance for it to win second up off such a long break. But it was very good first up in town on a Saturday at Rose Hill, flying home. Almost won this race last year. Probably would have won the race with even luck last year. And then you've got the old stages. You know, handle the truth, front page, Art Cadeau. They're going to be so hard to beat. Um, genuine sort of listed group three horses on their day. Um, but I just think at the price on blue bet, $21 the win, $5.50 the place. I'm going to have 50 each way on Spiranak to take out the Kosciuszko. I'm actually, I'm glad you found her, Matt, because um, I had a look at the race last night and she's the one that I found as well. The only concern I have for her is the heavy track. Are you, yeah. Is that a concern for you? Yeah, well, there's a shower coming through Sydney Friday morning, then that should be it. Then we've got a sunny day on Saturday, so we're not going to get yeah. down. And there's not a there's not a stack. There's really not a stack around rain about at all. Really, I'm working on a heavy eight, heavy eight, soft seven. So you yeah. don't need to be a, a wet tracker, but you do. You know, you, they'll get their toe into the ground, no doubt. But um, yeah, I, I just think. That horse is overs in the race. Okay, just qu- quick tip on the Tristark from you, Brett. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on the 13 Pride of Jenny. Um, I thought, like, Kiss on All Four Cheeks Argentia, they're both going to struggle if it's a heavy track. I think they'll want it firmer. Um, and this is another one I was really keen on that's sort of drawn out wide. She was slow away first up, and that cost her the race at Flemington. Key jockey booking is Jamie Carr. She's just the absolute best at getting them, you know, out of the gates and in a forward position. Um, so she was doing her best work through the line last time. I can't wait to see her at 1600 this time in. And um, you'd expect that's a race like the Empire Rose next start at Group 1 level. She's never seen heavy in, in a race, um, but all her work, you know, racing and jump out suggests to me that she's a swimmer. And she's in career best, having switched across to the male news to stable this preparation. So I'm pretty keen that she runs well here. If she can get across from the wide gate. So I'm going to have uh, 50 a win each way. She's around that $7.50 mark, number 13, Pride of Jenny. All right, on Bluebet, of course. And we'll be back for Bluebet shortly with our quaddies. Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The Bluebet kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth traders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. All right, first leg of the quaddy in Melbourne. Uh, Brad is race seven. Yeah, I'm going to have Freddie the field here. I'm just going to take all 11 runners. I found this race really tough. Um, I thought there was different angles to it, you know, depending on conditions and maps and things. So I'm just going to take the field. I'll take all 11. Hopefully get a roughie up. Okay, what about you, Matty? Uh, first leg of the quaddy in uh, Ramwick. Yeah, obviously it's the, the Everest. Um, I'm going a little wide despite Nature Strip being a $2 favourite. I think we put Nature Strip... Eduardo lost and running in. Um, 
I also want to put Private Eye in, um, thirteen dollar chance. Now, throw one more in the outside ingratiating forty one dollars. Um, how often do we see Godolphin? They always pick their runner real late, and how often does that runner come out? You know, your Osborne Bulls and horses like that come out and run a, a hole and run a really good race at odds in this race. I mean, they haven't put Kamantari in. You know, everyone thought they would have picked Kamantari. He's in the Sydney Stakes, and they've picked Cam ingratiating. And it's not just one trainer and one amateur owner thinking about this. You know, so um, I think they've got a lot of faith in ingratiating at forty-one dollars. He might surprise. So first leg will go one, two, three, six, eight. All right, race eight is the second leg, of course, uh, in Melbourne, Brad. Yeah, the Tristark. So I've got 13 pride of Jenny for reasons outlined. I think she's flying, gets Jamie Carr. Um, the four, Palazapan, is the other one I think can run well, the Queensland visitor. Um, her figures stack up. December of last year, she was home best splits of the meeting on a soft seven track to win. So I think she should handle the ground okay. Uh the other ones you could have a look at, the three, if you're going wider, Exolita. She's a good price around that sort of $16 mark with Blue Bet. Goes up in weight now, but seemed to handle the heavy okay at the start prior in a slow run race. Um, and Chain of Lightning Argenti, I think they need it firmer, so I'll probably leave those ones out at the um, shorter odds. With a few of those races washed out last week, the Silver Eagle is being run tomorrow, of course, uh, over 1,300 metres. This is race eight, and Mr Mozart's the toppy at $3.80 on Bluebet. Matty? Yep, I'm throwing that in my numbers, but I'm going to take. I'm not going to throw in the next two on the line of betting, Waterford and Esp Espiona. Too short for me. Um, I want to put Star Tontes in. Terrible luck in the Golden Pendant. This horse is like a loaded spring, I believe, and ready to go. Um, I also want to put in number eight, Lock Eagle at $11. Kiss Sum, great horse on the rise at $12. And I want to go a little wide um, with Coda Haley, uh, the O'Shea runner at $34. And I just think Maurice is me dad at $67. I think that horse is way over the odds too. So hopefully we can jag something at odds in the second leg. So we'll go 1, 2, 4, 8, 9, 11. All righty. We've had a thorough look at race nine, the Caulfield Cup. So what are your numbers there, Brad? That we have. Yeah, I'm pretty keen. The 17 Smoking Romans. Uh, and I'm just going to throw in the three Knights Order, who's the likely leader in the race and can really give them something to run down. So I'm just going to go with those two, 17 and 3. All right. Second last leg of the or the penultimate uh, leg of the quaddy in Sydney is race 9, the 5 Diamonds Prelude, Matt. Yeah, the Epsom winner Ellsberg has this race at his mercy. $3.10 favourite on Bluebet. Has to go in the numbers. Ayrton, class on the day. Just a little bit worried about... Um, how the track conditions will, will play out for Ayrton there, but um, you know, a bit untested. Maybe you want to pull him out of your quality numbers, um, but i still got to give him another chance. And at odds, Rebel Rama, $41, trialled like a bomb, um, might be a knockout hope. So we'll go 1, 2, 4, 15 for the third leg. What about race 10? You've given us some early thoughts on that, Brad, in Melbourne, the final leg of the quaddy. Yeah, reasons outlined. Five Bandersnatch just needs a positive ride from the gate. 13 Catalyst, you know, ready now. Blinkers on, you'll love the ground. And I am putting in the 16 Lady of Honour. Um, she had every possible at Moody Valley, but she's better suited back to 1400. And she gets the Peter Moody nose roll on. She's still a little bit green, um, but she should be a leader, and I, I want her in the in the uh, in that leg. So five, thirteen, and sixteen. What about the get out stakes in Sydney, Maddie? Um, I'm not putting the favourite in. 
Polygrace three dollars twenty. I know it's a great wet tracker, but I'm just not sure why it's that short. Maybe I've missed something there. Um, I'm going to put hope in your heart in nine dollars. Great value. This horse is on fire when winning its last two. Um, Meg, I believe, is also going well, and and he's over the odds at fifteen dollars with the booking of Damian Lane key there. Um, and I also want to put in the nine uh, Gin Martini at big odds twenty six dollars will be on pace. It gives a great sight, and of and ten Iter sixteen dollars an unfashionable mm, yeah. type, but it won two starts ago, and last start it got way out of its ground and flew home, so it's on fire. So last leg will go two five nine ten. Dare I say there may be a few gin martinis in Sydney and Melbourne tomorrow. Coming up, we'll have our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. All right, for Blue Bet, I've found my best bet of the day, get out stakes at Eagle Farm in Brisbane. Looks like a good four in Brisbane tomorrow. I know I've gone away from the two big meetings, but I do like number 11, Sweet Margot May out of the five. Heathcote Thompson in great form this prep. It's around $3.10 on Blue Bet, and I just think Sweet Margot May is going to win that race, Brad. Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, Smoke and Romans in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, I'm just hoping, you know, by race eight tomorrow that the track has dried out a little bit um we've got a, a decent sort of drying day today uh and uh, you know this is late in the program tomorrow so hopefully we're back into that eight potentially you know absolute best probably the seven range um and i just think he's just going to be really hard to base he's got no weight on his back it's a beautiful map stalking the speed he's absolutely airborne um developed him into a stayer and he's just gone to a whole new level. I'm really keen on him, so uh, I'm going to make number 17, Smoking Romans, in the Caulfield Cup my best bet. All right, buddy. What about you, Matt? Oh, we'll get the best bet up again this week, listeners. Race 9, number 1, Ellsberg. $3.10. I know it's the favourite, but it just sets up perfectly for him in Sydney. Race 9, number 1, Ellsberg to win. Around that $3 mark with Blue Bet. Three ten. That's it for What I'm Backing and why make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matty. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. Thanks to you. Thanks to Brad. Hopefully we've found you some winners in there. We'll see you next week, boys. Good luck, guys. See you, guys. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.